and welcome to Marketing as a Foreign Language. I'll be your teacher today. My name is Professor Kautzman. Today on the show, behind Facebook's giant bet on hardware, Facebook also announcing new advances in VR and AR, including AR glasses coming next year. Yes, please. Facebook combines Messenger and Instagram chats in a new app for small business. Pinterest releases new data on key trends heading into the last quarter of 2020. Google adds new listing details to streamline in-store purchases. And last, and perhaps least, YouTube offers new ad tools to help marketers tap into the rise in YouTube viewership. My name's Kellen, this is Marketing as a Foreign Language, and it begins right this second. Hey, hello, hi. What do we do on the show? We look at some articles from across the internet about social media, and we get you every pertinent detail of information. All sources to all articles are found in the description. If you want to join us for the live show, 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, all you got to do is swing by YouTube, punch in the words, send it rising. That's the name of my company. And squala. Squala, skadoosh, voila. Behind Facebook's giant bet on hardware, Axios.com. Ina Freed is the author of this one. We're looking at some lovely pictures of what appears to be some gorgeous, gorgeous VR and AR technology. Facebook's foray into virtual and augmented reality, which it doubled down on this week, is a bet on where the future of online social interaction is heading. And of course, advertising and marketing, but even more important to Facebook, it's also a plan to make sure the company owns a big piece of whatever platform ultimately supplants the smartphone in an interview recently on Axios with Zuckerberg. Uh, he mentions how the app store, given its, you could argue, monopoly over apps, um, should be subject to scrutiny. So does Facebook want to play in this space? Of course they do. Back to the article. Why it matters in the smartphone era, Facebook has found itself at the mercy of Apple and to a lesser degree, Google and Android phone makers. The company doesn't want to see history repeat itself. Oh, we have a comment. Richard Fisk coming in. Hey, Kellen, can you elaborate on how skipping ads or opting out early from YouTube ads affects compensation to the content creators? That, my good friend, is an incredibly good question. Here's all I know about it and I know it from the advertiser's side. I know that there's something called in-stream ads that you can run as an advertiser. The cost per view is often very, very cheap um, and you only pay if they watch 30 seconds or more. So if they're skipping uh, in that five second window, you do not pay. Uh, your question is if people opt out early, how does that affect the compensation of content creators? I don't know the answer to that question. However, I will research it and get right back to you. Thank you for the question. Driving the news, Facebook on Wednesday unveiled its latest VR headset, Oculus Quest 2. The company has released a slew of different headsets since buying Oculus for $2 billion back in 2014. So they made a big move, uh, Facebook did, in purchasing Oculus. That's 2B with a billion. The company also announced Project Aria, an early test of some of the sensors that the company expects 
will ultimately find their way into consumer augmented reality glasses some years down the road. The big move for me is understanding that it's about the connection between your phone and your glasses. This to me is the major change. Stapling a machine to your head is not the way, okay? Taking glasses that have Bluetooth connected synced screens, that makes sense to me. Our phones have incredible processing power and uh, that to me is the move. So last month, Facebook said it would add video conferencing support to its portal smart displays, adding a compelling new use to an already versatile and inexpensive family of devices. Facebook is iterating fast and selling its hardware at prices designed to entice buyers, not generate profits. Well, they obviously don't need the profits, do they? They need market share. And if we've learned anything about Facebook um, in its early years, um, it simply didn't have advertising. There were years and years and years where Facebook wasn't making, quote, any money. And at the time, their servers, you know, can you imagine the overhead of Facebook during those years when they weren't driving any revenue? So, and with Quest number two, the company is replacing a still popular headset with one that is lighter and more powerful and cheaper in an effort to stay ahead of its competitors. The big picture phones aren't going anywhere, that's true, but eventually they will give way to another dominant hardware platform. One likely scenario is that we'll do our media consumption and communication through some combination of glasses, earbuds, and perhaps another device networked together. Facebook, like some of its competitors, wants to own that next tech generation. This obviously is true. Uh, Facebook tried, albeit belatedly, to get into smartphones. This was years ago. At one point, it contemplated making its own phone before ultimately shifting a strategy as trying to put a Facebook skin on top of the Android operating system, an approach that flopped. So, failing in phones forced Facebook to play by others' rules. This is what Zuckerberg mentioned in the interview on Axios. That's been especially complicated with Apple, which sets strict limits on what types of applications can run on its platform, what information can be collected, and how that information can be used. Look, there's a huge difference between running a gigantic social media website um, where, you know, during this interview I watched yesterday with uh, Zuckerberg on Axios, I uh, couldn't help but see him almost in the role of chief of police. If you watch chief of police, interviews, you will hear very similar language between how Zuckerberg explains um, what's going on. Um, he, he'll, he'll say things, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he'll say things like, look, the vast majority of Facebook users, you know, are, are enjoying the platform, the vast, you know what I mean? And, and the same is true of police officers, the vast majority of police officers, the vast majority of people in our community, um, because what ends up happening, obviously, is some uh, horrific things happen, and uh, everyone's looking to place blame. Um, I thought he did quite well in the interview. I actually, uh, it helped make me feel almost sorry for him, which I know sounds crazy. Um, he's got more money, right, than anyone could possibly ever need, but uh, he's still working. He's still grinding. Um, his answers to those questions were thoughtful, and he's, he's definitely given um, these uh, very hard-hitting questions a lot of thought. So, yeah, so Facebook, giant bet on hardware. Um, you can rest assured that I will be purchasing those uh, AR glasses. I am, I'm really curious about that. Um, next article, socialmediatoday.com. This is Andrew Hutchinson writing. Facebook announces new advances in VR and AR, including AR glasses coming next year. So let's learn a little bit more about that. Um, so yesterday they held the, v the Facebook Connect AR VR showcase event. Um, let's learn a little bit about Project Aria, the major announcement of the event. Excuse me, is Facebook's new Project Aria smart glasses which Facebook staff are now experimenting with in the real world. 
and is expected to be released to the public next year. Quote, imagine a pair of glasses that add a 3D layer of useful, contextually relevant and meaningful information on top of the physical world. For me, it's Snapchat. You know, how do you put Snapchat on top of the world? You could get your heart rate um, if you're running. Um, you could get uh, ads served to you all over the place, which is obviously not useful, but how they would generate revenue. Um, you could get suggestions of restaurants. So you could just turn on the restaurant button and then like, look around and be like five miles this way or like walking distance items. Um, if you're hanging out with your kids, you could be like, where's the nearest park? Um, if you saw a bird, you could be like, what kind of bird is this? And they could tell you it's basically superpowers. In a recent episode, we were talking about how you can develop super hearing um, through some of this AR, VR technology. Well, it's AR, I would, I would argue, not VR, where basically you could uh, look in a certain direction, filter out background noise, and hear someone very far away, because obviously we have that technology. We're just bringing it down to the level of, you know, fitting on your face. So there you go. Here we go. So like finding your keys, uh, navigating a new city, or capturing a moment, it could also open up an entirely new way of moving through the world. It will open up an entirely new way. Look, we're going to live and see this. Um, this um, glasses that we're looking at, if you're watching the live show, you can see it on the screen right now. If you are on the podcast, basically, they look basically like my glasses, just thicker. And um, where the band is, um, it's just larger. So it, there's some technology, obviously, that's inside of um, inside of the band that reaches from your eyes to your ears. And then the cameras appear to be off to the side. Pretty incredible. The next step then will be consumer AR glasses. That's going to be a gigantic market. Uh, Facebook is partnering with, oh, L, excuse me, Essilor Luxottica. Yeah, there were a lot of people in that conference room when they came up with that name. The makers of Ray-Ban to build a fashionable Ray-Ban branded smart glasses, which are set for release in 2021. Quote, they'll combine innovative innovative technology with fashion forward style and help people better connect with friends and family. This is a major step for Facebook. The company has been exploring the possibilities of AR glasses for years with CEO Mark Zuckerberg noting back in 2017, they were still five to seven years away. Um, the other piece of the puzzle would be Oculus Quest 2. I'm more interested in the glasses um, I think fresh, new, interesting VR is kind of easy to imagine what that would be like. I mean, you, you put on the headset and you're in a different world. I think what is more interesting would be, let's say, for example, you're driving and you've got these glasses on. Uh, there could be alerts that could tell you what, uh, what speed you're going without having to look down. Um, it could alert you to you know, someone braking um, inappropriately. It could alert you to danger. Um, the, the glasses themselves could actually tell you if someone's coming up from behind you, um, because it could be synced to like a Waze app, which is looking at, you know, data it could tell you traffic information. Um, there's just a million applications. If you're a construction worker, it could help you like design a project. You could have the, the architect's entire vision, um, at your disposal as you're walking around a site, you could do virtual tours of what a home would look like. I mean, there's so many cool things to do. I'm um, in this AR VR space. I'm obviously excited for it. And I think it's going to come a lot faster than people think because there's so much money at stake. Moving on, the verge.com article, Facebook combines messenger and Instagram chats in new app for small businesses. Kim Lyons is the author. 
Facebook is launching a new app to let small business owners manage pages and profiles across Facebook Messenger and Instagram. So a new app to, oh, one app to rule them all. COO Sheryl Sandberg announced in a blog post Thursday, the app called Facebook Business Suite will merge the back-end infrastructure of the three apps so small business owners can receive messages from customers' alerts and notifications in one unified inbox. Okay, so every social media platform wants to aggregate. They want to bring together everything. And it makes a lot of sense that Facebook Messenger and Instagram, those three disparate worlds, uh, be kind of combined into one. The app will also let small businesses post to Facebook and Instagram at the same time, saving time and money. That's good. Much of this cross-posting functionality already is available for admins of Instagram business accounts linked to Facebook pages. So this has been on Facebook's to-do list for quite a while. So obviously they have an incentive to do just that. Moving along, socialmediatoday.com. Pinterest releases new data on key trends heading into the last quarter of 2020. Andrew Hutchinson is the author every year. According to Pinterest, September is a time when people reassess their key goals and refocus on what's important heading into the last months of the year. December, everyone checks out. As explained by Pinterest, quote, this year, instead of looking outside the home for inspiration, it's clear that a fresh start in 2020 begins within the home and within yourself. We're calling this year's transition back to life or back to home life. Because this year, people on Pinterest are making the transition back to life with an extra emphasis on turning inwards, both physically and mentally, in order to focus on the areas where they have the most control. Okay, Pinterest. Sounds like you're a Hindu guru <laughs> trying to tell me about my chakras. In line with this, Pinterest has published a new listing of key trends that it's seeing among its audience, which may help you map out your Pinterest marketing approach leading into the holiday season. I will make this argument, which you may have heard before, which is that Pinterest is an incredible place to build backlinks because the likelihood of people repinning photos on Pinterest is quite high. The likelihood of them sharing content on Facebook is quite low. Um, so every time you link an image on Pinterest and someone repins it, you get an additional link. You can see that link in Google search console. So from an SEO perspective, there is an argument to be made for using Pinterest uh, for a variety of clients. Now, if you are anywhere in the world of like dresses, uh, animals of any kind, like a veterinarian, um, what else, homes, any sort of home related items, any visual medium, uh, Pinterest is obviously just a no brainer alongside Instagram. The main overarching focus trend, according to Pinterest data, back to the article, is positivity. People are really looking for positivity down the days. Uh, the relentless news cycle of 2020 has taken a toll on almost everyone with all of the major significant news events taking place against the backdrop of COVID-19, which has changed the very way that we live. As such, it's no surprise to see that pinners are looking for, for more positive inspiration and hope in these difficult and uncertain times. So that uh, obviously, as they mentioned, comes as no surprise. It's almost as if Pinterest is an antidote to the daily news. I feel like those two things are the yin and yang of uh, content. Uh, that's a key element to keep in mind. Yes, the news overall is bad with the econom economy heavily impacted and the damage caused by COVID-19 set to linger for some time yet, blah, 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 blah. So let's get to this bolded list. Searches for mental health check-in <laughs> are up five times oh, among young users. Creative expression is also high on the agenda for Gen Z with searches for ASMR food mindful eating and photo shoot ideas all above 50 percent gen z users are also looking to build up their own calming places 
with searches for Zen bedroom ideas up five times, calming bedroom three times, and feng shui bedroom layout uh, 2.5 times. Millennial pinners, meanwhile, are understandably putting increased focus on their kiddos. Searches for mental health activities for children are up three and a half times. That's pretty funny. Occupational therapy for children two times and conscious parenting two times are on the rise with the millennial pinners. Homeschooling and entertainment are also key focus points. Oh, that's for sure. You may actually hear the homeschooling behind me. Can you hear that? That's what homeschooling sounds like. <laughs> homeschooling and entertainment are also key focus points with searches for schedule for children at home 20 times. The searches daily routine schedule for children 10 times and children workout routine 88%. Even indoor swings for children up three times. Home improvement projects is up. DIY projector screen up 41%. Uh, workout routine for men up. So yeah, you get the idea. You know, trends are changing. People are at home. 2020, am I right? Google adds new listing details to streamline in-store purchases. Again, social media today. Again, one of our favorite authors to read from on the show, Andrew Hutchinson. Physical distancing requirements implemented to slow the spread of COVID-19 have had a major impact on retail outlets, with many consumers now shifting to e-commerce and online shopping to avoid any unnecessary exposure. I don't know if you all do... Uh, Shoot, I'm going to space on the name. It's a uh, delivery service for groceries. It's pretty sweet. Uh, it'd be sweeter if I could remember the name. But some things you likely still need or want to buy in stores. And those in those cases, many people still want to limit the amount of time they spend shopping, which is why Google added new listing options on local store searches back in May, like curbside pickup, which helps shoppers arrange to get their items without actually having to go into the business. Now Google's adding some more listing options. Ooh. Like what? Um, in the Google Shopping tab, there's a nearby filter on the top of the page that they can view all of the product options that are available in their local stores that they can pick up that day. Um, they also added a nearby listing. This is a quote. You can check each business's opening and closing hours as well as how far each store is from you. Also, get a preview of the items they sell that match what you searched for. That's the big change. You'll also get a preview of the items they sell that match what you searched for with a carousel you can scroll through to see pictures and prices of the available products. So the question then becomes if you're Joe Schmo's tea shop, say, and you don't in your Google My Business listing, I wonder where they pull that data from or wherever it is they pull that data. See here, they've got a little image. I want to click in on it because I want to actually click and see where they're pulling the uh, the product data. So that's something I want to research. But wherever it is that they're pulling the product data, it could be Google Shopping. But there has to be a sync between the Google My Business listing for them to be pulling the products. So this is worthy of investigation here. So again, a lot of info was already available in different forms, but this is interesting. That's a big deal. So someone searches for your business if you sell products and if Google can identify what products you sell and whether or not in they are in stock, you can do, for example, curbside pickup. You can walk out with the teapot they wanted to purchase and uh, offer it to them right there. That it's pretty big. Last but not least, YouTube offers new ad tools to help marketers tap into the rise in YouTube viewership. Not surprisingly, 
YouTube viewership is up. Uh, last article of the day, socialmediatoday.com. Again, all links to all articles are in the description if you want to dive in and get a sense. Like all social platforms, YouTube has seen a significant rise in usage in 2020 with the COVID-19 lockdowns pushing more people to find alternate entertainment sources to their usual in-person social events. But YouTube is also a little different in that its focus is video content as opposed to social elements. So while you can comment and engage on YouTube clips, making it technically a social media platform, the majority of user attention is on the content itself, which actually makes YouTube more like traditional TV. Okay, so what's the point here? So what are these new ad tools? So targeting. To give marketers more options in where they place their YouTube ads, YouTube's adding dynamic lineups, which segment videos based on their content with YouTube's machine learning systems now able to... That's how you know we're live. Their learning systems now able to better determine what each video is about. I don't get it. As explained by YouTube, advanced contextual targeting is the next generation of content targeting on YouTube. Okay. It uses Google's machine learning to better understand each channel on YouTube, including analysis of video imagery, sound, speech, and text. Hello. This allows us to create lineups that are scalable across content based on specific topics, cultural moments, or popularity. So if somebody is searching for, I don't know, social media marketing, and they land on some other person's social media marketing YouTube video, it sounds like as a YouTube advertiser, using dynamic lineups, I could appear in this dynamic lineup. I need to better understand dynamic lineups. So we're going to click on that link and swing on over. Um, man, this is not a good article that YouTube is providing to us. I want pictures, not text. Um, according to this article, the dynamic lineups are designed to find the ideal mix of content for your audience and brand sentiment. You can select lineups in Google ads that align to moments, topics, relevance, or popularity. They include seasonal events. We've kind of talked about this. So they've gotta be banner ads. There's just no other way, or ads that link directly to the video. So there you go. Uh, late last year, YouTube announced that uh, they had integrated Nielsen TV data into its reach planner. So the long and short of it is that YouTube, um, they understand exactly what your video is. And their machine learning is only getting better at trying to show ads to people at this time through something they're referring to as dynamic lineups that uh, are, as the name would suggest, dynamic according to uh, what people are searching for, what they have searched for. And uh, they're not necessarily looking at like the description of your video. They're understanding the totality of your channel, which is cool, which is cool. Um, as always, if you want to join us for the live show, 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, if you're watching us on Facebook or YouTube, please do hit that like button. That is uh, super helpful, helps us rank, helps me put food on the table for my kiddos. If you're listening to us uh, on the podcast, thanks so much for hitting the download button and taking a listen. Does one take a listen? No, they don't. Thank you for listening. You don't even say take a listen in Spanish. So I have no excuse there either. Um, before we summarize, just want to say thank you to everybody. We're on episode 79. It's been a lot of fun thus far. Please do leave a comment on wherever you are finding us. Um, it makes me a happy camper. So in summary, Facebook big time 
pushing VR, AR, um, the project Aria is the most interesting to me. I find uh, that the AR potential of putting on these glasses that aren't strapping a phone to your head are uh, most likely to become as ubiquitous as the smartphones themselves. I honestly think that in probably five to 10 years, um, people are gonna do their phone check, their wallet or purse check, their keys check, and then their glasses check. Um, I think it's gonna be um, that ubiquitous. And so away we go. Uh, Facebook's combining Messenger and Instagram chats into a new app for a small business. Great, that makes sense. Um, obviously they're gonna try to bring everything into one uh, easy to use app if possible. Um, Facebook is spending a lot of money on hardware. Um, so expect to see them fight in that arena. I think they're getting sick of Apple dominating that space. Pinterest, um, new data. So we talked about all the different keywords that folks are using nowadays um, that are different. Mental health activities for children, um, schedules for learning, at-home learning, that sort of stuff. Home improvement projects, big, big, big jumps in Pinterest. Uh, Google adding new listing details to streamline in-store purchases. It's pretty amazing. Um, how does Google My Business sync uh, their product listings to the actual map listing? Um, it could be within Google Maps, but it could also be through whether or not you have Google products um, set up. So that's something I want to investigate myself. And then uh, last but not least, YouTube offering a new ad tool to help marketers. Um, the takeaway is that this dynamic lineup ad is uh, taking a look at your whole channel and understands the whole song and dance. And so it can better serve ads um, to potential listeners. Ladies and gentlemen, today has been a good day. Tomorrow I'm heading up to Mount Charleston. Oh yeah, so wish me luck. Gonna head up there with my daughter. She's turning seven, so good stuff next week. Uh, thanks so much for listening. We'll see y'all tomorrow, same time, same place. Have a good one.